on the left side. Stone to the right, back in front, they score! Tic-tac-toe to Donov, back to Stone! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Theodore finds Wah in the slot. An overtime hero against Montreal. Sets it up for Theodore, he scores! Vegas wins in overtime! Shea Theodore, the hero! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know what that first hour was like? I can only compare it to like Charmaine over at the, the bar. Uh, we're at the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, and I was just up there grabbing a couple of waters, yep. and uh, she was uh, counseling, let's say, <laughs> uh, for, for lack of a better term, a, a couple of patrons who, who were uh, going through uh, a couple of uh, disappointments uh, on their day. That's what, that's what it felt like you and I were. We were bartenders in that first hour talking to our, our favorite people as the Golden Knights uh, come off a couple of losses against the Arizona Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche. We are at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. Come on down, fill out a couple of ballots, and you could win two tickets uh, to see the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Boston Bruins on Thursday night. We have two sets of tickets to give away tonight. And all you have to do is come and fill out a ballot. I want to open a bar. So do I. Call it Puzzles. Puzzles? Yeah. Why? Ah, uh, that's the puzzle. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. That's a pop culture reference. I, I, I have no doubt you didn't understand. I, I have no idea what, to, what it okay. uh, is that's going fine. with. No, that's good. And I'm usually pretty good in pop culture. Somebody that's listening right now, explain to... No, uh, no, no. Just, just come tweet down here. Oh, come point. down here. If you know what I'm talking about, come down here. Say hello. Mm -hmm. Tell Darren that he needs to get up on his pop culture references from like, you know, seven years ago, and, uh, and that's it. Is and it American pop culture? Like, would I have known this in Canada? I mean, I think it was a fairly big show. Fairly big show. Probably okay. in Canada. Uh, there was a Canadian on it. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Ryan Reynolds? No. <laughs> this is my answer. <laughs> the only or, Canadian. No, no, no. Or, or um, <laughs> uh, Mike Myers. Hey, That's a good point. Love Guru. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Uh, or well, we, we oh, that might be the worst movie ones. ever made. Yeah, I know, uh, but the Kings won the Stanley Cup. Oh no, the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. That's a good point. It was <laughs> Toronto, <laughs> L.A. in the Stanley Cup final in so that one. Here's a story, and this is this is a this is a little <laughs> bit of broken television, uh, a telephone <laughs> on this broken telephone uh, with with the Mike Myers thing uh, mm -hmm. and, and Love Guru. So Mike Myers loves his Maple Leafs, sure. loves his hockey, yep. and uh, there's there's this this famous story. Back in 1993, mm. where Game 7 at Maple Leaf Gardens, L.A. Kings, and I remember uh, Mike Myers well. can't, can't get in. He can't get a ticket. What? So he phones up, uh, gets a hold of Gretz, <laughs> and gets two tickets on the glass. Boom. No. So do you remember there's the famous, the hat trick goal, yeah. I believe, yeah. where Wayne is emphatic and slaps his stick against the glass. Uh-huh. Well, apparently that stick against the glass was right where Mike Myers was sitting because Mike Myers got tickets from Wayne and showed up in a Leaf jersey. <laughs> I love Wayne Gretzky. So, so, uh, so then we fast forward, and, and Mike is he, he into hockey. All the hockey players lo loves hanging out with him, does love Guru. Mm -hmm. And there's the cameos by all the hockey players. Sure. Except the hockey players aren't allowed to talk to Mike because Mike's 
working. Sure. You know? yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so they're, apparently they were told, like, hey, it's like, hey, don't, don't bother Mike. Mike's yeah. working. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And yeah. They're like, well, we're just we're doing him a favor because we're his buddy. Strong they're method like, actor. No, Come no, on. No, not, not going to do it. Uh, and, again, that's broken telephone. I'm just uh, kind of uh, telling a story that was told to me. Told about, but I know a couple of guys that were, mm-hmm. were, were in that uh, movie. It's the uh, VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Uh, fill out a ballot. We've got some swag, too, from Pink Whitney yep. uh, here. Uh, these uh, great keychains. The Carabineers. Carabiners. Carabiners. Yep. <laughs> how, how many of those are you going to <laughs> I'm, I'm to looping them together. together. I'm, I'm going to speak out the, uh, <laughs> like if I was on the second floor of, uh, of a room here at yeah. the Oyo, I could, yeah. I could uh, rappel down. Yeah, you uh, could use them for this. rock climbing. It'd be uh, fine. That, that, that'd be cool. Uh, we get uh, into what happened on the, on the weekend and as well as uh, some of what Pete DeBoer had to say today. Do you want to do the sound uh, from today or should we start uh, sort of chronologically and go back to Friday and Saturday and give our game ratings. Yeah, let's go game ratings and then let's go into audio. All right, uh, game ratings on the VGK Insider Show. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. All right, Chapman, you go uh, Friday and Saturday. Okay, well, I think for me, they're they're, they're probably both the same. I think I'm going to go Habanero for both because they lost both games. And and I know you guys are going to say, oh, they played well. They should have won the games. The reality is they didn't win the games. They lost to a team that they're much better than on Friday night. And then Saturday, they, they, they should have won the game again. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate that both goals that were given up in that 26-second span were, were kind of fluky. They were kind of goofy goals, but... Well, one wasn't. Well, no, but but it, it was a turnover and, and McKinnon, yeah, I mean that. Hey, Chapman, but, but, yes. I have a question. Mm-hmm. If you take the score out of the game, who was the better team between Vegas yeah, but, and Colorado? But we're, we're, we're past. No, 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 the, answer the question. Vegas was. Okay. But we're past moral victories. I, I'm not asking for a moral victory, Chapman. No, I'm saying but take the score out of the game. It doesn't. But, take but, the score out of the game. Who was the better team? Vegas was. But, okay. And we're talking about we're talking about in a game against the best team in the league. But you, the, the the problem is you can't take the score out of the game. You don't have a game if you take the score out of it. I understand that, but I'd rather have a game from the Golden Knights like they played against Colorado and feel good about what's to come. All right, well than then, have then it be something they, different. Then they need to do that tomorrow, and they need to they need to do that against the Sharks, and they need to win that game. So you're you, doing two out of five. For no, no, Habanero is is three. Right, it's okay. right in the middle. All right. Well, just the way you made a sound, it was like a two. No, no, no. It's yeah, not a two. It, look, they, they, were, they. It was a very depressing three. Well, because, because, like I said, you, I'm, I'm past moral victories. You, they, we're, we're two thirds of the way through the season. There's no more moral victories. You're, you're in a race, and I know, I know you say it very confidently, Darren, that they're going to make the playoffs. But no. you, you are in a race to make uh, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, there, big race. There, there's a not a lot of makes. No, no, but there's Chapman's not Chapman's counting victories on Friday that before yeah. they had Listen, I, now, I, and now he's talking about not even making the playoffs. No, I, I never goodness. I never said they weren't going to make the playoffs. I said that you are in a race to make the playoffs. And the, it was it, a race it, on Friday, Chapman. Well, they, they didn't lose to the Arizona Coyotes when I when I talked about that either. So okay. So a couple of threes. Yeah, a couple from, threes from Chris Chapman. Ryan so the scoring for me is going to equate to the same thing as Chapman's re- re- response. Uh, the like Arizona total, total of yeah six. total total like I the Arizona game is frustrating for me. You get two power play opportunities in the first seven minutes of the game. That's an opportunity to put an opponent that is below you away early on. 
Golden Knights don't really pull too much momentum from that. There were plenty of opportunities they could have cashed in on, just weren't able to do it. I hate early power plays. I know, I know. It's frustrating because you don't score. It takes you out of your rhythm. It takes you out of what you want to do. You start to press a little bit more, and I think that's what we saw from Vegas. Yeah, guys um, don't play. Like, the other players don't yeah. play for, yeah, for it, such a long time. And if you don't score, then those guys are cold. Yeah. The other guys are frustrated. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it – was, not the game for me. I, I thought the Arizona Coyotes worked incredibly hard, especially in the second period. Um, there was an, a sense of inevitability with Arizona, too, which, you know, against the Golden Knights team that is, is still more talented than Arizona when you look at the players playing in that game, uh, it shouldn't have been that way. So I'm going Jalapeno on the Arizona game, and I'm going Ghost Pepper on the Colorado game. I, I, listen, I get that you don't want to hear about moral victories. Uh, that's fine. Well, I think I, this franchise has set themselves up sure. for no moral victories, and I agree with that. And, and, I'm, and I'm with you, and I'm, I'm meeting you there. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights took on an opponent in Colorado that is the best team in the league. They've beat them once already at home, which is something no one does to Colorado this year. Oh, except for the Arizona Coyotes, if we want to continue to yeah. get so angry about the Arizona game. Uh, but two, like... This Golden Knights team through three games against Colorado has done a masterful job of shutting down Nathan McKinnon for all three of those games. They've done a great job playing into what made them successful against Colorado in the postseason. And I see no reason to believe that if the Golden Knights, not at full health, can dominate, and I'm going to say that word, dominate the game against the Colorado Avalanche, take away for for 59 and a half minutes what Colorado wants to do, and they were able to do that shorthanded. I'm sorry, it's, it's not a moral victory to say that the Golden Knights were the better team, they just didn't get the result. I, I'm going to uh, have the same rating as Chapman, uh, two habaneros, three out of six on each game, but for very different reasons. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the game against uh, Arizona is uh, a loss, so you automatically uh, deduct points because it's a loss to, to Arizona. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's, that's the reality with it. Sure. Uh, if you take out the name Arizona from that game, I think there's so much to like uh, and and appreciate about their performance, but it it's the Arizona Coyotes, and there's a stigma around that sure. because they were the the 32nd team in, in the NHL. Uh, the I, I loved Laurent Brossois' game that night. Mm-hmm. I thought they they generated chances uh, in, in that game. They got uh, an unlucky break by Clayton Keller, or else uh, the game's tied. And then who knows? We're we're having a different conversation uh, because Nick was money uh, when it comes to, to the shootout. And then the, the game against uh, Colorado, I thought they were they were better. They had more jumped. The, the first couple of periods were amazing. Even the third period, I, I didn't mind mm-hmm. uh, what, what they did. Uh, just weren't able to, to convert it. Uh, and um, based on where they are right now, it's tough to say, oh, you get a four uh, out of five because uh, they, they competed really well and should have won the game. Uh, I, I think that this goes to the moral vic- victory thing. There's, there's not with, with this, this organization, and you have to uh, look at it uh, uh, through those, those eyes. So I'll give it uh, a couple of threes, but, uh, but for different reasons. Even though you're facing one one hand the, the worst team in the, the league mm-hmm. and the other hand the, the best team in the league, and it's two one-goal games, uh, I'll give it, uh, give it the same rating. The, the way I feel about that Colorado game is the way that I feel about the about game number two against Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, that's, that a was great, the game. that's a great comparison. That was the game where even though the Golden Knights lost the game, it was the moment where Colorado, Colorado realized, oh, man, it's a series. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be like game one. 
and this Golden Knights team can go on a bit of a run. And I, I think that for, for what we are going to witness over the next two or three weeks, that's going to be the turning point. That's going to be the moment where we look back and say, okay, that's where the Golden Knights got everything back. I feel more confident about a third-round series against Colorado right now than I did last spring. <laughs> yeah. When they were going toe-to-toe down the stretch. Having watched what happened between these teams in the playoffs and then the three games this year, and Vegas has played two of them with its backup goaltender, got spectacular backup sure, goaltender yeah. uh, by Laurent Brassois. Uh, I, I like the way they, they match up. Uh, I, uh, and, and given the injuries, yeah, uh, we'll see. So, so there, there it is, uh, the, the ratings. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Uh, tweet at us. Uh, let us know. Or you come down here, fill out a ballot. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, and uh, a lady named Michelle just uh, put her uh, ticket in, and uh, she's here with uh, Jennifer, so uh, that's cool. Uh, she just put her uh, ticket in, and uh, she's going to get the opportunity to win uh, two tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights against the Boston Bruins on Thursday night. We have two sets of tickets. Uh, you fill out a ballot here at the Oil Hotel Casino. We're at the Underground Lounge. You walk in the main uh, doors. We're sort of near the back of the building to the right. And uh, if uh, you come in, uh, say hi, just like uh, uh, they did uh, just now. Uh, let's get into what happened today at practice. And Pete DeBoer had a couple of uh, things to say. Oh, we shouldn't mention, Matthias Yanmark was not out there. Mm -hmm. Max Pacioretty was not out there, mm -hmm. and uh, those uh, situations uh, are are not to be uh, called imminent. Uh, here's Pete DeBoer with the update on Max, Matias, and Martinez. Neither neither out today. Neither is available for tomorrow. Um, so I, I would I wouldn't call either of those guys close right now. Um, Martinez was out there, but still not an option. Uh, who else? Robin's back. Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. So, you know, he'll probably start tomorrow. Uh, Matias's upper body and uh, uh, Max is lower body. Playing that whole operation game. <laughs> <laughs> upper, lower. Uh, but, Pete, hey, Pete doesn't give give tips on who's going to start in goal very often. Yeah. So that's, that's really optimistic uh, that it's a – He's letting us know that it's going to be Robin tomorrow night against the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, obviously that's that's good for the Golden Knights, good for Robin Leonard to get right back into a game and, and good uh, in terms of the opponent. I mean, let's be honest. We've talked about the Golden Knights and their dominance of the San Jose Sharks, and I'm not counting my wins before they've hatched, but I do think that if you're looking for a break-in game for Robin Leonard, who hasn't played in a while, San Jose is probably the, the right team, the, the, the best team to have. Um, you know, and, and it's funny, it's, it's not lost on me that this is now the second or third time this year where when Pete DeBoer has been asked about injuries, he's had to pause mid-answer and say, who else is out? Yes. Because you lose track of how many players are not available to the Golden Knights because of injury, and it's, it's now the second or third time it's happened this year. So who's out right now? We have Martinez. Yep. Max. Yep. Matias. Yep. Patrick. Yep. Oh, Mark and Stone. Mark Stone. See, there you go. <laughs> and Mark Stone. And, and, Mar and Mar Mark Stone. <laughs> so you're back to five. Yeah. You're back to the, to, the, to the five. It's been that way all year. 
where there's uh, there's always been that uh, that number in and around that. Some couple of times it's been up to eight, uh, but it's it's interesting uh, when Pete was asked about uh, uh, this group and playing shorthanded uh, and trying to compete with the other teams every night. Uh, this was his response. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel really healthy compared to where we were a couple months ago. So, I mean, we, we really don't have anything to complain about. I mean, we've got we've got some players out and key guys, but uh, we've got we've got more access to, to NHL players than we had the first couple months when we were finding ways to win games. So, you know, for me, that's that's not an excuse and, and definitely not an excuse this time of year. And we've got a good group dressed every night. You know, we uh, we should give ourselves a chance to win every every night here. So what does he mean by that? Well, you don't see four, three Henderson Silver Knight players yeah. in the lineup yeah. every night. Uh, they're defense is all national hockey league defense mm-hmm. uh their goaltending uh, the last couple of games national hockey league goaltending and the one time that they did start the american hockey league uh guy uh third man in the in the organization they got the win in in logan thompson uh we've had uh call-ups the last couple of games uh but uh but not not nearly as much as having two debuts in the same night or a guy scoring uh their first goals on on three out of four games in a row uh anything like that yeah it, i mean and i think pete's point is is spot on there when when you're looking at the the makeup of this golden knights team versus where they were game seven or eight of this year it's it's a a much more tried and true and tested nhl roster nhl lineup but you know for for me i I think that it's it's all about getting getting a win and and i've said it a couple of times here i think they need one they need one win to go their way and then the ability to go right into another game and right into another game, and right into another game. I, I think that's really what the Golden Knights need here, and I like the idea of Pete DeBoer saying, listen, compared to where we were earlier, we are a healthier team yep. with NHL players, and that right there takes the onus off of, well, we've got too much production sitting on the bench or sitting out, sitting out of the lineup. This is now on the team to go out there, perform, execute, and win. No. no. Sorry, I was... Jen wanted to put in another ballot. And you're only allowed one ballot when you come down uh, because we want to make this fair. So uh, Jen just tried to fill in a, another ballot. We're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino and the Underground Lounge. Uh, come on by, uh, fill out a ballot, and uh, we have two sets of tickets to give away to see the Boston Bruins and the, the Vegas Golden Knights on Thursday. No, we're not stuffing the ballot. We don't want any type of investigation into this voting process, nope. right? No investigations. Uh, we've also got Pink Whitney. Uh, we've got to give away these hats, too. Uh, that's what we got to give away. I forgot that we had these uh, flat rim hats uh, from Pink Whitney. One actually worn by Darren Millard. So if you want oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to win a hat or if you want to grab a hat yeah. worn by Darren Millard, mm-hmm. and who doesn't want that? Frank. Yeah, that's a good point. Todd didn't like you very much either. Oh, it was Todd. It was Todd. Yeah. Oh, it happens. Yeah. Uh, all you got to do is I don't come even down. Oh, Todd, and he doesn't like me. There's a lot usually of I, usually I get, have to get to know you before you don't like me. I can tell you if you've listened to a post game show, there's plenty of people that don't like me. Well, they just I, I've never been disliked for being too positive, and I spin it. What what, what was his way? Uh, what did it, was his accusation? His his words? Uh, how did he phrase it? Uh Oof, that's I'm, a tough I'm one. optimistic. I yeah, you're too, you're too optimistic. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and I am. I, I, I am. Look, if they, if they, they've had some games this year where they've struggled. Sure. And I tend to throw those out because they're sort of few and far between. You tend to make those ghost peppers. I make them vanish. 
uh, and, and disappear. <laughs> Look, I, we're going to have a conversation in the next block in one-timers yep. about the Toronto Maple Leafs, yep. who scored 10 goals mm-hmm. in a game. Mm-hmm. One, and still left their fan base irate. <laughs> And 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 uh, <laughs> it's the most clamoring for ever. for big change. Yeah. So uh, listen, uh, Todd and 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 Frank and uh, you're you're well within your right to uh, to be uh, worried or, or have some uh, some anxiety because of where the the Golden Knights are in the big picture of the playoff race. But uh, I'm here to give you uh, the big uh, calming effect of where it's going and i think ryan and i uh, have done a, a nice little job on on that part of it based on the schedule and and where they are uh they should make the playoffs and i am on record saying they will make the playoffs but when it comes to injury it continues to pile up and here is pete DeBoer. i don't think i've ever i've never been in the top two or three teams for man games lost uh in a year and uh I have a new appreciation for for what's that like, you know. That's uh it's it's really tough to deal with and uh it can be devastating, but thankfully for our group it, it hasn't been and we're right in the thick of things uh, at the right time of year here. That's the coach's take on it. Zach Whitecloud also spoke to the media today and uh voiced his opinion on dealing with all of these injuries. We can only focus on our game, right? So um, let's focus on what we can do. Uh, look back at those last two games, and um, you know, with them being so close together, you can you can take things from each game and um, some similarity, some similarities, and some different things, uh, positives and negatives, like I said before, and um, you know, go over them as a team, uh, and uh, just keep trying to you know play the same way we played against Colorado, but obviously uh, have that instinct to to finish out games. Um, so, uh, but ultimately keep going in the right direction here. Here's a, a half full perspective mm. for you there's 29 games left yep that total is more than half of last year's entire regular season you <laughs> know what i mean yeah so there's 56 games last year yeah. uh in the season we have more than half of that left in this year there's a lot of runway here hey how are you uh there's a ton of runway gentlemen filling out uh, the ballot and I think that there's there's the ability to uh, lean on on that aspect that there's still a lot of time one to get healthy and two to to go on one of those roles to get some swagger. Yeah, I mean, this is a Golden Knights team that has all the potential in the world to string off six or eight wins in a row, right? Like we've seen it before; it has happened. And it, to to just kind of I, to live in this in this situation where you think that what the Golden Knights have been over the last six or seven games is what they're going to be through the remaining 29 games, I I think that's a bit disingenuous. I I really do. Because at no point in time, at least under head coach Pete DeBoer, has this team had a stretch like what they have Mm -hmm. had over over the last six games. More often than not, we're looking at a 650 to 700 win percentage. I want to believe that it's going to regress or, or progress to that mean than it is to what the Golden Knights have been over the last six games. And they uh, will also get into a rhythm. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. by, by rhythm, I mean uh, game day or non-game day. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow night starts three and four. Yep. Which will progress, like, for the next basically two weeks. Yeah. Uh, because they're always perennially going to be on some 
and the beginning, <laughs> middle, or the end yep. uh, of a three and four. Uh, San Jose, Tuesday, Boston on uh, Thursday, and then it's the Anaheim Ducks on Friday. And then you've got uh, uh, a game on, on Sunday to, uh, to wrap up the week. It's uh, a rhythm for this team, something that, uh, that Pete DeBoer says is going to give this team an opportunity to, to find its feet. Yeah, I, I think we're ready to play. We're ready to get in that rotation of, of playing every other night. Uh, I think we've missed that the past month. Um, you know, practice is nice, off time is nice, but guys thrive on that routine of play, you know, day off, play, that playoff type schedule. I think uh, everything becomes seamless when you get in that type of rhythm, especially when you get that going in a positive direction, which you know, that's our goal here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that rhythm is going to be important for the Golden Knights. I, I think getting out, playing games every other night, not not having to dwell on a result for six days before you get another opportunity to get back into it. And then in, in that first period, you're just trying to find your legs. You're just trying to find any type of uh, of, of rhythm or something from, from the last game. I, I, for me, this Golden Knights team has the ability to turn it on. And the only way that's going to happen is playing more regularly, and that's at least something within the control of the Golden Knights because that schedule is going to be the key to really feeling good about their game. Yeah, San Jose and Anaheim in two of the next three, and Boston right in the middle. And Boston's been playing great uh, as of late. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back with one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League as we broadcast live from the Oil Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. Come by, say hi, fill out a ballot. A uh, chance to win tickets to see the Boston Bruins and the Vegas Golden Knights on uh, Thursday night. To also have drink specials, specials uh, Jim Beam uh, here, uh, Bacardi, uh, New Amsterdam, $3. We can get uh, five uh, Bud for $10. All kinds of uh, great deals here at the Underground Lounge, uh, free parking. And uh, if you want to come by here before a VGK game, uh, free parking, and then just walk over to T-Mobile. It's a great spot to hang out the... Underground Lounge, Oil Hotel and Casino. It's uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas with the VGK Insider Show. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Love this. Uh, we go from uh, Jen trying to fill out multiple ballots and being shut down to Papa Lou stopping by and having a great conversation uh, during the last commercial break as the VGK Insider Show broadcasts live from Oil Hotel and Casino. Inside the Underground Lounge, we have uh, ballots available to fill out, and you could win two tickets to see the Golden Knights against the Boston Bruins on Thursday night and be entered for the grand prize uh, year-end draw of a gold Golden Knights jersey. Yeah, look at that. A gold VGK jersey. Mm -hmm. It's glorious. I want one. I can't win. So in order for you to make me feel better, you need to come down here so that you can win. If I can't win, I want you to win. Oh, uh, The one-timer segment brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Let's get uh, the news of the day uh, right away. And that is a statement from the National Hockey League and then subsequent response uh, by the AAHF and the IOC regarding the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Uh, the NHL put out this statement today. Uh, the NHL condemns Russia's invasion of Ukraine and urges a peaceful resolution as quickly as possible. Effective immediately, we are suspending our relationship with our business partners in Russia and we are pausing our Russian language social and digital media sites. In addition, we're discontinuing any consideration of 
Russia as a location for any future competitions involving the NHL. So we know the NHL is going to uh, play some European games ne yep. next year in the near future. Uh, Russia has been a part of that in the past, uh, no longer uh, right now. Uh, the NHL goes on to say they remain concerned about the well-being of the players from Russia who play in the NHL on behalf of their NHL clubs. There's a clear separation there. Uh, talking about uh, players who are from Russia who play in the NHL on behalf of their Russian clubs and not on behalf of Russia. We understand they and their families are being placed in extremely difficult positions. Uh, that statement from the National Hockey League uh, follows uh, the decision by the AAHF and the IOC uh, to uh, not consider uh, Russia or Belarus for any competitions uh, in the near future. Uh, basically saying uh, the World Junior Championship, the World Hockey Championship uh, will not uh, involve Russia or Belarus and the World Junior Championship next year, which is actually starts in December, yeah. uh, that was slated for Russia, will not be played in that nation uh, and will be rescheduled to another country. It has some implications on the short term and that the most recent World Junior Championship that was paused six days in mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID yeah. suspended. They're going to play that tournament this summer in Edmonton. Uh, Russia was a part of that tournament, uh, was a high profile participant in that tournament. If uh, things stay the way they are right now with this ban, Russia uh, will not be allowed to participate uh, in that tournament. So Russia and Belarus not on the uh, on the uh, list of participating teams in any IIHF or IOC uh, events. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, for me, with the with the NHL and the statement, I, I, you know, I, I think that you're looking for consequence, right? Like that's that's kind of the big thing. Is it's I don't want to say easy to put out a statement, but it, it becomes more powerful from the NHL when you factor in that Russia will not be in contention for getting a, an NHL type of event. They, they will not be, uh, you know, everything's kind of ceasing there between the NHL and their uh, their Russian counterparts. So, like, for me, I, I think the, the attachment of consequences, like real consequences that, um, you know, would, would be, could be left out in this situation is a positive one uh, for the NHL. And, and I think the nuance of, of the uncomfortability for some Russian players, right? Like, I think that we, we all understand that, you know, some more than others might uh, might have closer ties to the regime in Russia. Uh, but there are also players that have to be very careful about what it is they say and how often they say it because the fact of the matter is they've got family back there. And, and there are things outside of, of what we understand of the situation going on behind the scenes that, that we just really have no idea about. I, I don't know a lot about geopolitics, <laughs> but I was telling anybody that would listen that the day after the Olympics happened, the invasion was going to happen. But yeah. he was he, uh, he was waiting until after uh, after the Olympics. He, he, you know what proves that to be true even more so? Yeah. Is that these sanctions from sporting organizations yeah. uh, coming down hard, uh, that would have happened during the Olympics or before the Olympics if, if this would have happened. And, and the strategy or schedule of, of what's going on in the Ukraine was uh, heavily dependent on the calendar of the Olympic Games, which now when you look at it mm -hmm. is really easy to buy into. Yeah, I mean, we all know how important sports is to Russia, right? Like as, and, Putin, and, and Putin. And Putin for sure. Like, And, and we, you know, as, as far as kind of the geopolitical landscape like i'm i'm like you I, I there's not much that i'm i'm well versed at there but 
Um, sports, I know, is incredibly important to Vladimir Putin. It's incredibly important to Russia. So um, from that aspect, I think that the fact that there are actual sporting consequences here matters. Maybe and he's not, a hockey guy, right? Yeah, like, not just sports for sure. He's a hockey yeah. guy. And, and maybe it doesn't matter to a large, grand extent, but it is something that I think will get the attention um, of the powers that be in Russia. So that's that's important to, within the context of what's going on. World Cup, uh, should we also mention that, that they were yeah. excluded from the World Cup uh, of soccer uh, today. So uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs want to get into this uh, game that happened on Saturday. <laughs> and it overshadows the stadium series, which was so cool in Nashville. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was one of the coolest looks. That was a massive crowd that were right into it yeah. uh, on Saturday. So good on everybody. It just... It felt more intimate than any football stadium hockey game that I've, I've witnessed. Sure. Yeah. I, like, I'm right there with you. Um, the trend now for teams to have fun with an outdoor game on the way to the rink has been pretty awesome. You, you look at the Blues and what they were able to do with the Winter Classic in Minnesota with, with a, a beach day, right? Yeah. And now the, you look at the, the – Bruins, remember last year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Bruins. And the Tahoe. Yeah, and then you've got, you've got the, the, the latest iteration of that, and it's the Tampa Bay Lightning just going out all, all for it. Uh, there's, there's, gee, there's a lot of denim. There's a lot of cowboy hats, cowboy boots. I, I think that's fun. Uh, it just kind of breaks up the monotony of, of a regular season and leans into the, the spectacle of the game. Have fun with it. Go out there and – you know, I, I'm with you. The, the visuals of the stadium series were awesome. Uh, as much as I didn't like the Predators' jerseys on their Smashville. own, yeah. yeah, on their own, I liked them with the kit. The full kit was awesome. The, the, the helmets were pretty cool. Um, visually, it was it was stunning. Tampa's helmets looked like football helmets from above. Yeah, like with yeah. the big sticker on it, about yeah. the lightning bolt. You're not wrong. Uh, I, I I enjoyed that part, but uh, that that game was overshadowed by this wild encounter involving the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings, in which Toronto led seven two after two periods and ended up winning ten seven. <laughs> Seventeen goal game. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings came back and made it seven six and had it as close as eight seven, and were on the power play down eight seven before Toronto scored a shorthanded goal and eventually won it 10-7. Yeah. Yeah. Two things that stood out. There was no power play goals <laughs> in the entire game. Yeah. The only special teams goal was a shorty, and there was no empty net goals. All four goaltenders played, mm -hmm. including the weird part was <laughs> Toronto didn't change their goaltender until in the third period, Yeah, and Detroit did the uh, dreaded double pull, yeah. where Nedeljkovic started, yeah. left, and then ended up going... <laughs> back in it was surreal on so many parts but uh, there was nobody came close to Daryl Sittler's 10-point game <laughs> which I thought would happen and Daryl Sittler when he did it uh, back in, in, in 1976 uh, he scored 10 points in 11 Toronto Maple Leaf goals yeah an 11-4 drubbing of of the Boston Bruins I don't remember anybody in 1976 uh -huh. as I as I covered that game as yeah. a as a nice uh, kid just uh, uh, in approaching his 10th birthday. Uh, I don't remember the Toronto Maple Leafs saying, we'll never win because we can't keep the puck out of our net after, as they score 11, which is what happened okay. in yeah. the Toronto game on Saturday, winning a 10-7. Nobody concentrated on the good of Toronto scoring 10 goals. It was all about, we'll never win with that goaltending. Darren. They were up seven to two. I know, but they, they, and it and it became a one goal game in the third period. Yeah, like that is wild. inexcusable. Yeah, I know. And and like you don't take 
Like, if you want to talk about not pulling a moral victory, it is not a positive that you won that game 10-7. to nope. Yeah, it's great that you got the two points, but that should be automatic. And and it's autom it should be automatic for a number of different reasons, but the main one is that what outside of last year where they couldn't score to save their lives, when the Toronto Maple Leafs have been in an elimination game, especially against Boston, what do they have usually in those games? A lead. What ends up happening? The lead evaporates and they lose the game in overtime. That game there against Detroit, who I think is better, they're improving, but they're certainly not going to be a playoff team. That game fed directly into the fears of every single Toronto Maple Leafs fan that exists right now. This team cannot, for the life of them, close out a game. No lead is safe. And when you have a 7-2 to lead in the third period, it should never become a one-goal well, game. How many times have I told you uh, a five-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey? Come on. Seriously. You've never, never said that. Never? That's never well, been a thing you said. The, the five-goal lead is it the worst have, lead It might have been hockey. something you said in Toronto when you the, were there. The yeah, with that goaltending, team. The lead goaltending was worse than the Detroit goaltending. And that night, and the Detroit goaltending wasn't very good. So uh, the the funny thing that I saw, and and you know how how I dig into like the advanced analy mm -hmm. analytics goals uh, goals saved above expect expected or whatever or expected goals within a game. Seventeen combined goals in that game, and the expected goals for both teams equaled about four and a half goals. Really? Yeah. That's how bad the net money was. It was it was one of the worst goaltending performances ever. Yeah. It was. <laughs> like, goals from range. Uh, goalies getting caught on the net. It, it was weird. Uh, I don't know where uh, each coach is, is going to be. I, uh, I will say this. As a player, uh, I watched Mitch Marner mm -hmm. as uh, he racked up uh, four goals in the game. Yep. Natural hat trick. Uh, when the buzzer went in that game, they had the, the director was brilliant. It had a, a tight shot of Mitch Marner on the bench and he just looked around with these these eyes like uh, what just happened and <laughs> boy are we lucky wow it, it, it was uh, worth a, a thousand words mm -hmm. uh, the the facial expression yeah. of Mitch Marner it's it's cool like 10-7 and we couldn't stop talking about it on on our set uh -huh, on Saturday yeah. night uh, both on the air and off the air with <laughs> with what was going on there but you realize if you don't get good goaltending uh, how badly the game can be. You rarely see goalies that far off their, their game on both sides. Mm -hmm. I had an idea, though. If you take a goalie out, it should be like soccer. Mm -hmm. He can't go back in. Yeah, yeah. And, and then so if, if you – that'll – it'll increase scoring because you'll stick with the first guy longer. Sure. Even though he's struggling. Then you put the second person in. Then they've got to go the entire way unless, unless you opt for the e-bug. You know, I, I love the idea of the the Detroit Red Wings starting each period with a different goaltender. Yes. And almost winning a game. That'd be good. Like, that, that's the most Toronto thing ever, right? Yeah. Uh, gosh, this team. That uh, team. Oh, boy. I don't know where you go from there if you're <laughs> the – because Toronto started to give up a bunch of goals. Yeah. Again. Yeah. But they can score their way out of it. Sure. Now, like Austin and Mitch, and they're, 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 the first goal, William Nylander, was a rocket. That was the nicest goal of the game. It was the first goal of 17. <laughs> uh, but I don't know where, where Toronto is in that, that division. With like If the playoffs started today, yeah. uh, there'd be an investigation because you're supposed to play 82 this year. But if the playoffs started today, they would face Tampa. Who do you like in that matchup? Yeah, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Come on.
and not even close. Yeah, just you been trust, there, done that, you, right? They've they've won it twice in a row. They've got better goaltending. Better goaltending. They've got better blue line, and I would argue that they're more balanced up front. Mm-hmm. So it's advantage Tampa all day long, and I I believe they have a better coach because I I think that John Cooper's probably the best coach in the game right now. I don't know if if Toronto did want to add a goaltender, they went down that path they'd have to send somebody out salary wise yeah and that's that's their issue i don't know whether they'll ever because they've doubled down and uh, quadrupled down yeah. uh, on their scoring and their talent up front it'd be almost like admitting a mistake i don't see uh kyle and sheldon well doing do that you, do you get or an brandon op- shanahan i mean you don't really get an opportunity to admit a mistake right like they've got to do something in the playoffs here like you, it, it stands. Well, to Sheldon, reason, right? Sheldon uh, and and Kyle admitted the pressure's on them this year. Yeah, because because of this, feels like Sheldon's been around there longer than he has. But Kyle's certainly been in charge uh, for uh, a number of years. Uh, that's uh, your one timers for this Monday, February. Hmm, oh, it's the twenty eighth. Yes. The last day of uh, February. I just remembered. Uh, On Fox Sports Las Vegas, uh, the one-timer segment brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Back to wrap it up from Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge, with Catching Up with Chapman next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So as much as I want to brag about Liverpool winning the League Cup yesterday and, and penalty kicks, by the way, that was incredible. They went they went all the way down to the goalies having to take the penalty kick. I would love to see that happen in, in the NHL one time where they get to a shootout and every single player on the team has to shoot. But I want to congratulate Lindy LaRock and the UNLV Lady Rebels. They won the Mountain West Conference regular season this past weekend. Uh, so... It's pretty cool. You know, she's a local girl, went to Durango High School, and now she's coaching the Lady Rebels. And, and only her second season, they win the Mountain West Conference uh, Championship. So, uh, Banner will go up at the Cox Pavilion, and uh, Lady Rebels will be the number one seed in the Mountain West Tournament, which starts next week. So, uh, I think congratulations is in order. And also want to extend our, our big uh, stick taps to the Faith Lutheran High School. Uh, hockey team who won the state championship this past weekend. Uh, Coach Adam Miller and company uh, winning that uh, title in uh, best of three series. They won it two straight. Uh, the Friday night game was at City National Arena and it was out the window as we were broadcasting the Arizona Coyote Vegas Golden Night game and boy it was jam-packed so really cool to see hockey growing in the Las Vegas Valley with the state championship going to Faith. Now that's actually like right up the street for me. I could probably ride my bike to Faith Lutheran High School. That's how close I live to it but uh very cool for them as well. Who did who did they beat? The Storm. The Storm is that like a that's not a high school team, is it? It is, but it's uh, uh it's not an actual. I think it's a compilation. Oh, okay. That's no, very cool. Like where where I grew up, we had. Can you ride your bike there? To City National. I mean, no, not, no, no. To where the Storm play? Yeah. I, where did the Storm play? On Flamingo, I believe. Yeah, I could ride my bike. Actually, I have ridden my bike there because uh, I've ridden my bike to work that that uh, a couple times. So. Uh, I, I ride by the ice center, which, by the way, they have curling there, Darren. But I've ridden my you, bike. You just, you just 
Chapman. heard Chapman. Papa Lou saying that. No, no. First of all, I, 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 just heard I, Papa did, Lou saying that I did, but I wanted to remind you guys that I told you that about two months ago. Yeah, we didn't it, listen. It, you are yeah, going to did. get an earful from Papa Lou next we time We had he a whole conversation in. about it because Darren was like, oh, maybe we could join a league. And you, and well, I, 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 I made comments about the shoes, and you're like, no, 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 you'll, you'll slip and fall. And we, I remember the conversation quite well. What do they call the shoes? I don't know. We didn't. We didn't talk about what they call the shoes. I just asked you. Know what you they if call they, them? You know what they call shoes? Yep. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you slide on? Ice. Slider. Slider. Cool. Is he trying to tell you he knows about curling? Yeah, he is. Oh, so I, this is my this is my segment to take off. Yeah, I know. No, I okay. don't know anything about curling. Wait, I just, what do you use the shoe to grip with? I I, I have no idea. A gripper. Oh. How about that? He's like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, I know you use a broom. What do you use to sweep with? A broom. Ah, see. What do you throw? A stone. I know that. <laughs> and I know the colors are yellow and red. No, no. They can change. They well, can be all different colors. They should be yellow and red. <laughs> Every time I've watched it. I can't believe you it. tried to get around that by stealing Papa Lou's no, stuff. No, I told you, you like did. two months ago. You tried to steal no, Papa he, Lou's He info. listens to the show. He stole it from me. He's down here. He's like a co-host today. We got to go. Chat with you from the rink tomorrow.